Got an old car? You can donate it, whether it's running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation and save a life. They'll even come and pick it up for free. The United Breast Cancer Foundation has saved hundreds of women's lives through their free or low-cost breast screen exams. But now they need your help. The United Breast Cancer Foundation wants to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And donating your old car, SUV, or truck, whether it's running or not, helps pay for them. Plus, you get a charitable tax deduction. Help the United Breast Cancer Foundation save lives by donating your old car, SUV, or truck. Call now for free pickup. 800-280-2144-800-280-2144-800-280-2144. Call right now. That number again is 800-280-2144. My beeper's off. Here we go. The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. everyone and welcome to another exciting edition of Radio Law Talk. I'm Todd Cunin sitting in for Fred Penny who is on assignment to my right in the position of normal and usual prominence is Denise Dirks. Good morning Denise, how are you? I am well, how are you? Well, I'm outstanding like a farmer in his field. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know the bad dad joke start we're not even a minute into the program. How does that how's how's that for a how hi how are you? Behind the glass Cal Hunter. Cal, what's shaking? Well, there was a train here. I can tell it left tracks. Speaking of bad dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I had to go there. Oh, yeah, Denise is already breaking out the the look of contempt, like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a long three hours. And of the anti-hive yes, medicine. Will. But good morning to all of you. Hello, everybody who's listening. Thanks for doing so. Yeah. So a uh, lot of stuff happening this week. A lot of stuff happening that we're probably not going to talk about. We're not really going to talk too much about anything election-oriented. Uh, only for the fact that you can't swing a dead cat around media these days without hearing something about it. It's dominating every channel. It's dominating every news source. I don't know that there's anything we could say about it at this point on a Saturday after a full week of news that hasn't already been spoken of Cal. one thing one thing yes if you are of legal age and legally registered please in the name of heaven get out and vote it is the most important right granted to us by our constitution because by which we determine our own fate yeah. it's a thing that makes us a peaceful nation it's a thing that keeps palace coups with guns from not happening so please don't take this lightly I mean, if you th- go vote if yeah. you think about it the ability to have a say in how you are governed via your vote yep. is what this country was founded on. The founding fathers sat there and, and were, wait a second, how can you tax us over here in the colonies without giving us a voice, any representation over in England? How can you do that? How can, how can decisions be made about our life, our liberty, our pursuit of happiness without us having even a say in that? That's what spurred 
the creation of this country, one of the pillars that spurred the creation of this country. And yet, surprisingly, I think we're going to have I, – I, my prediction is that this election is probably going to have the highest voter turnout in an election in my lifetime. Isn't that wonderful? You know, when things are going well, people go, ah, voting, ah, I'm busy. But when they feel like that it's time to grasp onto our reality and say, I want to help either drive this engine in this direction or that direction, people get out and vote. It's one of the coolest things ever. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, it's exciting. I mean, there's been more voting in many states um, so to date than there has been in the last elections. And certainly more pre-election day voting than there ever has been. Of course, that comes because a lot of ballots were mailed out. But still, people are getting out and voting. And thank the good Lord in heaven above, because then those very people realize if I didn't vote, I couldn't complain. <laughs> not, yeah, well, not, yeah. not that I vote, I can't. <laughs> well, well, well. They, 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 <laughs> oh, they that say, may be they, a bad <laughs> ominous sign. <laughs> they say if I, you know, you, you'd like to think that they would say if I didn't vote, I, I can't complain. Yet my guess is there's a lot of complaining being done by people that have never cast a vote. Oh, they, it just happens. You know right? that. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, <clears throat> I would say that also. I would also echo this. I think that people need to get out and vote even in jurisdictions where they feel like they're choice is a foregone conclusion yeah right i mean so it's no secret we're, we're in california that's where we broadcast this show from i think the last time the electoral college the 55 or whatever votes from california went to a republican candidate was reagan in 84 yep. since then it's i mean what the last 30 years 40 years it's all gone um since reagan in in uh towards the Democratic candidate. And the down-ballot offices for state election have all gone to Democrats as well. The legislatures are both dominated by Democrats. But you know what? If eventually people say they're abusing their power to serve or abusing their right or their, what's the word I'm looking for, the power we've given them as the people, time to make a change. That's how it works. That's the cool thing about it. And, and, yeah. so, and so my thought on it is this. If, if you would normally vote for a Democrat and you're in California, I don't necessarily think you should rest on your laurels oh, no, thinking, no. oh, well, you know what? Our guy's going to win, so I don't need to vote. Vote! Yeah. If you're Republican yeah. and, and and you're sitting there thinking, well, my vote doesn't matter because it always goes Democrat. I don't care. Vote! Yes, it does matter. It does. Yeah, it does. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, on my very first uh, presidential election, I was on the West Coast, and the results are already known before I voted, so I went and voted anyway, yep. even though my vote didn't matter. Well, there are down-ballot races about which your vote counts. <clears throat> Pardon me, county supervisors, school boards, uh, and, and individual tax initiatives within your county. Every vote that you cast affects something around you. So you can't take anything for granted. And I, I think that that's the critical thing to me. I'll give, I'll give you a classic example. That was 2008 in California. Yep. So 2008, Barack Obama was running against John McCain for president. Also on the ballot in 2008 was a measure, I believe, to legalize marijuana. And everybody thought at the time, well... In California. In California. So everybody thought at the time, all right, in California, folks that uh, yeah, if Obama's going to win and there's so much support for him, those same folks are going to vote to legalize marijuana. We know that's the case. So they thought that this measure was a shoe-in. Measure didn't pass. You know why? Because there are a lot of people that assumed because Obama's going to win and the Democrats always carry California... 
we don't need to show up to vote. And they didn't vote for the down ballot stuff. And yeah, it didn't well, get passed. That's the point. Or they were down yeah. home smoking a blunt going, I got to celebrate the victory, man. Yeah. It's like the, it's like the Bart Simpson one where he got every, what's it, he was running for class president. And he bought everybody cupcakes. Everybody's really happy. Cool. I have all this support. Of course, none of the people actually made it to the ballot box. And the one guy won with two votes. <laughs> and it wasn't Bart. So, uh, oh, anyway. Anyway, I think we, we talked. I mean, in our small counties, we have super. Supervisor races for some districts where less than 2,000 people are eligible to vote. So literally one vote can make the difference. Oh, yeah. So, you know, just don't mess with this. Don't trifle with it. Please don't take it for granted. Just go vote. That's go vote. And be, yeah. be informed when you vote. Exactly. Yeah. It's yes. Even yes. more and, important. And, and, you know, uh, so some of the topics we're going to talk about today are some of the tech companies facing some lawsuits and challenges about how information is disseminated. We'll leave it at that, but we'll talk about the nuts and bolts of what's going on in there. We've got, let's see, um, well, sex cult leaders being sentenced to significant amounts of time. Supreme Court has weighed in yet again on another request with regard to ballots and when ballots should be counted. I want to comment about that and why the Electoral College is a way to sort of, was designed to sort of counter the effect of uncertainty come voting day for president uh let's see what else do we have here restaurants <laughs> you know the government's coming in shutting everything down but we still want you to pay your permits and all this kind of stuff it's a big lawsuit uh against government agencies who continue to collect money even though they for liquor licenses and permits even though they shut the businesses down for most of the year which tells you the agencies don't really get it do no they? They don't. Listen, they don't. You, you can't get paid, but we're going to. <laughs> yes. You know, look, when the money stops flowing, it stops flowing for everybody. And I think yeah. sometimes that gets lost. When we come yeah. back from the break, we'll get into these and other topics, but not before we have what everybody tunes in for, which is case or no case. Cal is over there going, oh, do I have some yeah, to yeah. try to stump these I'll just folks. give you a tease. If you drive an E-Class Mercedes, this should be of interest to you. Our case of no case should be of interest to you. So, Todd, just want to remind you of that because that lovely new one you have out there is... Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think that the vehicle I drive has the letter E in it, and that is the only similarity. No, there's no e. I thought that was just your gas tank. <laughs> there's no E in GMC. <laughs> <laughs> but there is in Tahoe. So, That's right. No, wait, it's Denali. Oh, whatever. Cal, take us away. We'll be right back with more Radio Law Talk after this. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, 
warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Stay tuned. Radio Law Talk will resume shortly. Fancy Pants Peanut Butter? A big screen television? You haven't even bought a sofa yet. A motorcycle? When your father finds out, he's going to flip his shoes with two buckles? What do you even need two buckles for? Mr. Big Shot, buying whiskey. All advertising for... Okay, I'm going to mess up as much as I can. Now it's time for us to go right back to Denise and Todd. <laughs> I don't you, know. I got button fever. You know what we need to have? We, we need to. We need to have that. Uh, what's what's the song? The Little Spanish Flea. 
is oh, playing yeah. in the background. So anytime it happens, we just have this ready to go. The Herb Alpert and Tijuana Brass one. I'll, I'll try to find that. I love that song. Of course, I, I do too. That I won't be able to get it on the air, of course, but I'll try to find it. <laughs> well, we'll do, we'll do it a cappella. Denise has a... Look, let me tell you something, Cal. Let me tell you something. Please. Yeah. Now, I, I'm going to... Because I happen to know some people that Denise works with. Okay, and they have shared some information with me oh boy. about Denise's penchant and desire and love for karaoke. <laughs> no. Oh yes, I, apparently. And what song does Denise like I, to I, sing? Please, I, what, what, Denise, what are your go-to songs for karaoke? My very, very, very favorite song yes. of all times is yeah. called "Father and Son" by Cat Stevens. Hmm. So I will sing that one, uh-huh. and um, I also like such things like um, uh, Radar Love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, and, yeah. you know, that's kind of a fun one, and then I like um, What If God Was One of Us, you know that one? Oh, yes. God Had a Name or Shell whatever. Crow or whatever it is. Yeah. Yes. No, like, uh-huh. it's, um, it's a different person, but, yeah, she's, it, yeah. And then I like to do, I like to do a lot of um, Blondie and... Um, Call Me. I'm or you can the, call the tide me. is high. Okay, all right. Right, that's an right. easy one. That's easy. But I'll so, tell you what, I go to the Moose Lodge and I sing, and you know what happens? Here's mine right here, man. Here we go. Oh, that's yours. <laughs> Oh, this is Cal. <laughs> Cal is, uh, and folks, I wish you could see this. He was doing the air guitar. <laughs> was that what that was? <laughs> well, I, I'm just going to guess. We were a little blocked. Well, we could see is from the shoulders up, so I'm assuming that was air guitar. Yes, that was air but, guitar, uh, I promise you. No, it was nothing, uh, nothing untoward in my accent. My, my, my go-to was always... And if you search really hard, you can find this on YouTube, but I won't, I will never divulge it, but, uh, Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi. So if I say, uh, let's see, Dead, uh, Cal, do we have a case or no case that we need to get to here? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Why, perhaps that could, oh, images of Dead or Alive, Todd Cunin, (laughs) it's right there, Google right to it. You know, we're going to talk about why Google should have their 230 exemption taken away, and I now support it. As, Cal, of, as of now. What's our case? Okay, no here case. we go. Let's do this. Yeah. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Yay! All right. I mentioned the Mercedes, the Burrow Walnut Wood Trim on 2009 to 2016 E-Class Mercedes vehicles fades. And a dashboard, center consoles, doors, and a certain Ms. Callan said that she purchased her vehicle used, but from a Mercedes dealer, and it came with a warranty. Mercedes, you know, a bumper-to-bumper warranty. And she said, the wood here is fading. The salesman told her that burl walnut should last without any fading or discoloration for at least 29 to 30 years. Mercedes acknowledged they knew about the fading in the technical service bulletin, specifically that the burl walnut trim could fade because of lack of UV ray protection. The cure was to replace the wood trim. And so she decided she was going to go to Mercedes and say, listen, I want my wood trim replaced. And they said, madam, the warranty that you got covers only electrical and mechanical items and does not cover the wood trim. And she said, I don't think so, Mr. Daimler-Benz. And so she went after them and went to, got counsel and said, do I have a case or no case? 
Todd, what do you think? Well, that's it. the case of the female wood trim. Yes, that's exactly. What we're yeah. Going with. <laughs> All right, uh, that's going to get me in hot water. Okay, so I'm going to say yes that this is a case, and the reason I'm going to say that is because sometimes, in my opinion, I have seen salespeople get a little. Uh, how do I put this? Gild the lily somewhat. Yeah, just a bit when it comes to extolling the virtues of the vehicle that they are trying to sell. And if he told her that this was not going to fade, and she relied on that, despite a bumper-to-bumper warranty, he noted that there was nothing in this statement where he said, it won't fade, and if it does, it's covered in the bumper-to-bumper warranty. We so, don't know that, but we believe that was not said. He said he never said that. I never, I don't know. Yeah, said. And, and I think that people would look at it and go, well, you're a used car salesman. Yeah, so yeah. I think that you did say that. And because of that. A, you don't know what you said. And B, you definitely said that. Yes. Or <laughs> C, that, your reputation precedes you. Right, and, exactly. and because he was an agent of Mercedes at the time, because he said this was a used car bought from a Mercedes dealership, right? Right, that's okay. correct. Yep. Because he was an agent of Mercedes, he bound Mercedes to his representation, and she wins. That's what Interesting. I'm going to Denise, say. Interesting. Denise, what do you say? Case or no case? I say case, and she loses because it's not in the warranty. And every single contract I've ever read involving a car says that um, there has been no oral representations, and it's strictly by what's in this contract, and it's a mechanical and electrical warranty. No other representations Only, can be given. Right. E- exactly. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Hmm. So he got both of us because it's not a case. Right? Yeah. Well, you know. So, so wait, wait. I have to. I have to give the. I have to give the Fred Penny answer. Okay. So the Fred Penny answer would be this. Well, okay, I don't think that this is a case. I, I don't think that this is a case. So I just want to go on record now that if it's not a case, that's what I really thought it was. It wasn't a case. But I'm going to say that it was a case, even though I think that it's not a case, so that I have my basis. I might not get points, but everyone knows that I knew it was or was not a case. Yeah, no, but he'll say, because <laughs> I want to do the opposite of what Denise does, Yes. because I don't want to hurt her chances that's of right. winning. That's right, because well, because because. <laughs> And, and I'm giving the heart symbol because I'm a giver. I'm a giver. Did both okay. of you say this was a case? Yes, okay. you both said this was a case. Well, since we only have a minute left, I'm, I'm have to keep you and our audience waiting. Okay. Uh-oh. All right. Because okay. that's what I want to do. But I want you to think about Burl Walnut. You buy an E-Class Mercedes, which is a smaller one. I've had an E-Class E320, and I love the cars. They're great cars. They really are. Well, probably that's when Mercedes hit their sweet spot was when they made the E-Class. But... That walnut trim in there, the the varnish, the the uh, wood finish peels off of those, yeah. and the wood starts to fade, and it's very frustrating because you have a nice car like that, yeah, and you think, well, how can, how can this happen? And the answer is, it happens because that's just you know, wood happens. I guess that's what I can. I, tell I wonder you. how many I wonder how many lawsuits, if any, but it wouldn't surprise me that uh, Mercedes has faced from people that let's say are. Maybe lower on the IQ scale. Like, I bought an E-Class. I thought this was an electric vehicle. Isn't that what E stands for? I don't think they they have those. (laughs) Stay tuned. We'll have the answer to Case or No Case coming right up on Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Life can be full of risks. 
One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. We specialize in helping the self-employed and people just like you that need affordable health insurance to get it. We have short and long-term health insurance plans and some even cover dental, vision, and prescription drugs. Don't take a risk with your family's health insurance. It's not worth it. Worth it. If you're self-employed or now need affordable health insurance, call right now and learn for free how to get it. Listen, affordable health insurance plans for everyone just like you are a free phone call away. So give us a shout right now. 800-670-0940. 800-670-0940. 800-670-0940. That's 800-670-0940. Medicare rules are confusing. They should be. There are over 130,000 pages of regulations. There's Part A through D, Medicare Advantage, and Medigap. According to the CMS, there are government programs available that can help you pay for your medical expenses. Choosing the right Medicare plan is a really big deal. The wrong choice can cost you a lot of money, and the right choice can put more money in your pocket. Call one of our licensed representatives today. At 65 Plus Medicare, our free service can show you a plan that will maximize your Medicare benefits, ensure you are taking advantage of all available government assistance programs, and save you money. Plus, call right now and get a free report on how to avoid costly Medicare mistakes. Call now. 800-220-7612. That's 800-220-7612. 12. I like the Amargosa Valley. Now, now it's time for more Radio Law Talk. So, when we went to break, we were right in the middle of our case or no case. It's the case of the woman who bought her Mercedes E-Class with what she said were guarantees from the salesperson that the wood trim would not fade. It'll last 20 years, she was oh, told. 29 to 30 years. 29 oh, that to stuff 30 will last. years. Last. That's what yeah, she yeah, was yeah. told. Yeah, and yeah. so she bought it. And the, and the vehicle came with a bumper-to-bumper warranty. And so the question is, did she actually file a case against Mercedes for mm, se- seeking relief because... The wood trim did, in fact. And both fade. Todd and Denise said, why, yes, she did file a case. Yes, and we Denise both said, did. Did she win or lose, Denise? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me turn on your microphone. Do I, what do I have? Oh, okay, I, I thought yes. I heard myself. but I, I have Fred's I, on. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Fred. <laughs> nice to not see you, right? Okay, yeah. No, I, I said she lost because um, the warranty was very specific and there was something in the contract that said there's been no oral representations of any kind. Okay. And I said that she won because of the representations made by the salesperson. Okay, so those of you who said it was a case, that's both of you. Congratulations yes. to you. Wow. Right that's about a that. big sign. Now now let's get into the outcome. Uh oh. She did not prevail, not because she did not have a case, but because she filed the suit against Daimler Benz and at the time, Daimler was no longer a partner with Mercedes. It was just Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> and so she lost the case on a technicality. 
Because she named the wrong defendant. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so do I? Did and I win? Because she lost. Or well, did... she lost, but you did. You didn't give me good reason on why. And also, yeah, Mercedes did make the argument that look, walnut trim fades, Your Honor. The judge said. But your salesman, no, no. <laughs> but your salesman <laughs> said it. Next hour, we're going to talk about a guy who put in an appliance who made a fatal mistake. That's next time on Case okay. or No Case. Can't you just can't you just see if this thing went to trial and die, or the, the, the defendant's like, oh, my gosh, we've got to put the salesperson on the stand. But he's a salesperson. Uh, so they get in there. They just do the, you know, did you... <laughs> Did you make these warranties? No, I did not. I did not make these warranties. But the salesperson just cannot help himself when he looks at the judge and says, you know, judge, if you're looking to buy a car, hands him his car. I could get you a great deal. I could get the undercarriage coded for you. What are you driving, Your Honor? I just wonder. You know, just just wonder. Just wonder. You're oh, pretty good money, don't you? We had the case until he opened his mouth and tried to sell the judge. Oh, brother. Oh, well, you know, that happens. And sometimes things that you say... In a case like this, this case or no case, sometimes the things that a salesperson says can come back to haunt the entity for whom the salesperson works. Yep. You know, and, and there's a similar, there is a, I'm going somewhere with this, there is a similar thing that is a fear of some tech companies that some tech companies have had the fear of that a certain provision of the United States Code protects them from, and it is if somebody is using our service, Facebook, Google, and when I say Google, we're really referring to things like um, uh, YouTube, which is a subsidy of Google, or Twitter. If somebody says something untoward, a user, do we, as the provider of that service, face liability, maybe for defamation or something like that? And the answer to that question under the current status of law is no, they don't. You may have heard in the news a reference to a Section 230. Some people are saying that the 230 exemption should be done away with, and other people are saying, no, 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 we need 230 because it protects free speech for uh, tech companies. And, you know, there was a big there was a big hearing this last week, I believe, where certain CEOs were called up on, uh, you know, to testify on Capitol Hill. They did it virtually and not in person. But 230 came up there about whether or not certain stories were censored or whatever. I mean, it's, 230 is the umbrella under which this entire topic is coming about. And essentially, what Section 230 protects or provides is that the tech companies, Google, Facebook, Twitter, they do not face personal liability just because somebody that uses their service says something that may be defamatory. The user might face uh, the user might face penalties if they post something, but the company does not. That is the basic protection that the tech companies have. And, and you know that's been in place what Denise since like 1996. Yeah, right? I think it was expanded in under Obama too, but it, it, it first came out, I believe, in 1996. And, and, and one issue where <clears throat> this really came up originally was with a. Do you remember a company called Napster? Do you remember Napster? The file sharing company. The of course. file right, sharing right, right, company. Right, right, right. And and what ended up happening was, people would get on, the users would get on, and they would share songs, music, copyrighted music. 
And so you could go and download an entire album for free because somebody else has up, had uploaded it. And the music industry took Napster to task, and Napster was not able to effectively make the argument, we're just a file sharing service. We don't do this. That's the users you need to go after. And that didn't work out too well for Napster. No, it went better business. It did. Yeah, it was the last time you've heard of Napster, except on this show. They are long gone. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they've morphed into other, the that service has morphed into other services like Spotify and Pandora and stuff. But in those scenarios, there is a, a purchase option. So, so something can be shared. It's a snippet of something. Um, but if you want to download it, you have to buy it. Uh, and so and, and, the, and uh, the person that's providing that is paying a licensing fee. They are. They are. So, so that didn't work out for that sharing service. But these tech companies, Google, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and I guess we would throw in the, uh, at this point, the TikToks and Instagrams and any social media platform, they are protected. Well, those protections are being challenged, and and challenges have risen recently uh, by both private entities who feel they have been sued, and as well as governmental entities. Denise, what is the entity that is taking some of the tech companies to task, seeking to maybe revoke the 230 status or change that? You're talking about the Department of Justice. Department of Justice. Um, yeah, the Google though is a little different. The Google, um, at least in terms of the allegation that Google is censoring conservative groups, it doesn't really involve the 230 protections. It's more of a First Amendment type of a claim. So with with regard to that First Amendment claim, uh, these um, conservative groups are saying, "Hey, you're taking away our right to inform our listeners." through your platform and this is a public platform and you can't do that you can't censor us we have first amendment rights the problem is google's not a governmental entity they are not they are not and um so but they are being sued by these conservative groups so we're going to see an interplay between um claims of the the right of first amendment you know the first amendment rights and then also claims of censorship yeah, it was on the 15th of October, so just a couple of weeks ago, Google mm-hmm. announced a change in their, I, I guess you'd call it a censoring policy or, or their prohibited content to include now prohibited content. They will prohibit it, any content that threatens or harasses somebody by suggesting they are complicit in one of these harmful conspiracies such as QAnon or Pizzagate. Okay, and so that is, I mean... These entities were specifically named, so if anybody has any content that is close to that, that content is looking at getting removed or taken off of um, YouTube. And so the class action lawsuit by 15 plaintiffs that are suing the giant tech company um, for having these policies is it's different than 230 for purposes of that lawsuit, but it does pull 230 in in another way, and we'll get to why that is in just a moment. But... You know, one thing that these tech companies are, they say they're trying to prohibit, is hate speech. I'm all for that. I think hate speech is has no place. The well, that's qu- one thing, but also misinformation is, well, mi- is the underlying, I think. It, it, it 
It could be, but that gets more to the 230 argument. But hate speech is where this really first started coming in. The first prohibition was, oh, we can't have hate speech. The problem that I see with that is we have competing definitions of hate speech. We have the definition that the Supreme Court handed down as to hate speech that is not protected by the First Amendment. And then we have the definition that the tech companies are using for hate speech, and it doesn't mirror what the Supreme Court has said about hate speech. We'll talk a little bit more about this when we come back. Denise, we are like 45 minutes almost through the first hour. That went by quick. Yep. I hope we can cover one important area, which is (laughs) whatever happened to, whatever happened to, look, I will defend your right to say whatever you want to say, regardless of what popular or not, because that's, I think, a critical question here in this debate that very rarely comes up when we discuss free speech. So I, I hope you guys get a chance to talk about that or whatever else you want to talk about as Radio Law Talk continues. Just a minute. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety, like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows, and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best. 
Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Hi, this is Annette Benning. I'd like to tell you about a nonprofit human services organization that has been helping everyone in performing arts and entertainment for more than 130 years, the Actors Fund. The fund serves everyone in film, theater, television, music, opera, radio, and dance with programs to support a life in the arts. The fund offers emergency financial assistance in times of need, including help for those in crisis due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Services include health care and insurance counseling, housing, secondary employment, and training services and more, all to help foster stability and resiliency for the people who lift us up and brighten our days through their work, especially in times of crisis and anxiety. To learn more, please visit actorsfund.org. Is this real life? This is Radio Law Talk. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com. All right, so when we went into the break, we were talking about um, the definition of hate speech and and how what what the definitions that we have in legal precedent, definitions that we have that have been handed down by the U.S. Supreme Court, don't often mirror the definition that maybe a tech company like Facebook uses. When they say hate speech, they're talking about something a little bit different. I'll give you an example here. Um, 1969, Brandenburg versus Ohio, the Supreme Court, in talking about speech and conduct that can be regulated, they said, uh, you know, you, you have to let this stuff. However, um, things that fall outside the purview of the First Amendment are advocacy directed to inciting or producing imminent lawless action and that which is likely to incite or produce such action. Um, when you go a little bit further, down in Supreme Court decisions, there was Virginia versus Black, Sandra Day O'Connor, writing the opinion for the court. And this was one that, uh, look, cross-burning is a deplorable act. I don't like that. I, I, But this was a decision that talked about whether or not prohibitions of that type um violated the First Amendment. And O'Connor said, a state may choose to prohibit only those forms of intimidation that are most likely to inspire fear of bodily harm. And so when you you take these definitions, I mean, it seems to be getting it really, somebody is saying something that's going to lead to physical harm, bodily harm to a person, and probably pretty quickly. Now, you compare those definitions to somebody that maybe had their speech censored because they said something along the lines of, well, I disagree that gender is malleable. Right. That you can call yourself uh, a man even though you have bio- are biologically female. Uh, I disagree with that you can just choose that. And people have had their speech, um, s- tweets taken down, censorship, because 
Which is absurd, by the way. I'm sorry. I mean, what's Be- wrong with people expressing a divergent opinion? Now, here, now here's the yeah. thing. As Denise pointed out, tech companies are not governmental entities, right? And so when you have a tech company like Facebook, whose definition of hate speech they prohibit is, um, see, Facebook removes hate speech, which includes contact, content that directly attacks people, and it doesn't say physical attacks, it's just it can be verbal attacks, attacks people based upon their race, ethnicity, national origin, religious affiliation, sexual orienta- orientation, gender, or gender identity. And so under the Facebook guidelines of face, uh, of hate speech, they've determined that somebody's saying, look, I don't believe that gender is malleable. They can, because they're a private entity, can look at that and say, well, that is an attack on somebody. Yeah, who... So Facebook can say, we're not going to allow an open discussion on this question that in your mind may be settled, but clearly in other people's minds may not be. It, it, yeah, they, are, they are free to do that. Yeah. Now, this gets to, uh, this gets to Section 230, okay? And whether or not Facebook and Twitter or any of the other folks are entitled to an exemption under Section 230. Because Section 230 essentially says, look, you guys are just a platform. What people say on the platform, uh, we're just a platform. What people say on the platform is their own speech. It's not us. This is not what we're doing. The arguments against the 230 protection have been, wait a second, if you undertake to censor what people are saying on your site, you're removing, if you have this overriding policy that removes certain content from your site, then what has happened now is you've removed yourself from the argument of, we're just providing the platform, we're letting everybody else say what they want to say, and now you're interjecting yourself, which is making you more of an editor, more akin to a publication and a news agency, which we know because we have covered the cases, news agencies can face liability for defamation based upon what they publish. But the question then becomes, how did Google and Facebook or whoever they are, how do they, what makes them the arbiter of what is factual or what is what is incorrect in a new site? You know, I... I, I well, I mean, it's their site. No, yeah. I understand that it's their, but they're expressing an opinion on a news story. We don't believe that this is factual. We're going to take it down. So, so well, they're not taking it down. They're they're putting it. a thing over it. You need to check this. So let's yeah. so let's let's do it. Let's do a yeah. real world example. I post something, whatever. Uh, you know, um, d- d- let's say I make a post. Denise Dirks is wearing a coat made from the skins of 101 Dalmatians, right? Okay. All 101 of them, yes. If, if, it, if, it were, if it were true, I don't face any liability. If it is false, and let me tell you something, if I were to actually make a post like that, I know, Denise, that it's she's false. an animal yeah. lover. That would be it's absolutely false. false. Yeah. By the way, the cat you were telling me about the other day, <laughs> They found it. Very so, nice. Uh, the owners yeah. found it. No, I know. I saw yeah. that on, on the. You know what? Yes. So, so it was returned by somebody. It was returned by somebody. Anyway, that's beside the point. But if I said that about Denise, it would be patently false because she's an animal lover. There's no way she would make such a coat. And so if I said that about her, absolutely, if I posted that on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, I would be subject to personal liability. Um, but to, Twitter to and Facebook would not but be. But Twitter and Facebook would not be. But to Cal's question, what if Twitter. Because that's what I used when I posted it, came in and said, well, hold on a second. We need to fact check this. We need to fact check whether or not that happened. Who at Twitter has the overarching authority 
Thank you. To say this is correct, this is not correct. Right? Who there is the one that has the ability to say this is a true fact, this is an this is misinformation? Who is the news demi deity that and waves I, the magic? And wand I think that's it. where it gets a bit problematic because I mean I remember hearing these uh, when when Zuckerberg was called to Congress, right? And this was like a year, two years ago, and, con- and congressmen were asking Zuckerberg, "Well, wait a second. Facebook allowed all of these ads to be aired, and mm-hmm. a lot of them were not true. What are you going to do right. to, to, to make sure that false advertising is not promulgated on your website? And you could especially see— Especially during the elections. Especially during the election Because back year. then, that was when Russia was involving itself in the, in the elections. Yes. And so Zuckerberg then decided to look at this issue, and during the election time— is looking more seriously at what's true or not true or what could be a misinformation or what could be propagating, um, you know, uh, content that's going to damage people or that's going to harm people. And so now that's when it stepped up. Once the legislature got involved mm-hmm. and started questioning, you know, what these tech companies are doing or not doing, right? But to, I but think to, then they started to take action to avoid regulation, and to, now they're probably going to be regulated. But to but to <laughs> but to Cal's question, to Cal's question about, well, who's the one that determines whether or not it's factually correct? You could see the look on Zuckerberg's face. I guarantee you, that's what he was thinking. Like, uh, how am I supposed to determine what's true or not? Do you know how many people advertise on Facebook? I mean, yeah. if I got to hire staff to go in and fact check every commercial, and by the way, by the way, politicians saying things that might be bending the truth a bit or taking things out of context, that has been happening on Since John the Quincy Adams, yes. That has been happening on <laughs> airwaves for as long as there have been airwaves, for as media, long as yeah. there's been television. Right. For I mean, this isn't something new for Facebook to be airing ads that maybe took something somebody said one time out of context that's just politics but you could see him going how how do how do i create something yes. that will fact check everything and cal i think that point is correct and he was also saying wow we make so much money during the elections <laughs> no i mean seriously this is for broadcast industry for cable for internet this is salad these are christmas, uh, uh, christmas days case, i mean this is you know, case in yeah but you know what he does to fact check right well, he Googles it. He Googles yeah, it. Exactly. And so then, and so then what do people say? So then what do people say? Well, I fact check it. How did you fact check it? I Googled it. So what did you do yeah. when you Googled it? Well, that came up with the top results. Okay. And then you got people going, yeah, but Google manipulates the top results. Yeah, that's the same as saying, oh, I researched this. Really? Yeah. What so, does research mean to you, Google? Yeah, right. I mean, you got to look at your source, guys. I mean, really, the truth of the matter is, if you're researching something, trying to find out something factually, you have to take it, the source into account for the level of truthfulness. Which is precisely, in my opinion, when you post a news item, you should cite your source. I, I think that's I, a good I agree with thing. that. One of the greatest problems the in, in the COVID pandemic was people who said, my mom knows a lady who works at the CDC in Atlanta, and she says you should drink vinegar. You know, whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, that was very damaging, I think, to a lot of people. Plus, so, we're yeah. done with hour number one. Stay put, folks. We'll be back after the top of the hour messages. Don't go away. You're listening to Radio Law Talk on Station.
You have been listening to Radiolawtalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. Are you struggling to make minimum payments? Did you know that on average, a household with at least one credit card struggles with over $15,000 in credit card debt? If this sounds like you, know that it's not your fault. Credit card debt happens to good people. Credit card companies lure you in with low introductory rates and low minimum payments. Before you know it, you're in over your head. National Debt Relief has helped thousands of good people just like you become debt-free with our Debt Reset Program that will dramatically reduce your debt down to a fraction of what you owe. Our Debt Reset Program is customized to get you debt-free in as little as 24 to 48 months with one low monthly payment. If you owe over $10,000 in credit card debt or even personal loans, call 800 There are no upfront fees or out-of-pocket expenses. You don't pay a dime until we succeed. Call now to see how the Debt Reset Program can work for you. 800-274-9490. That's 800-274-9490. 800-274-9490. 